Welcome to this week's episode of Chronic Oversharing. This is Jill. I'm Jordan. And welcome to this week's episode. Hello. Hello. It's me. You're looking for. Hello. Hello. What have we been drinking tonight? Um, ashes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first we drank um a couple bottles of Cupcake Prosecco. It was bubbly. It was bubbly. Um, and we, we had some still reserve which, four dollar for four eight point one ABV I think per volume <laughs> we um drank prosecco tonight because we decided um today's a kind of special day and this week's episode is gonna be um kind of dedicated to not only this day, but um, something that is something that everybody goes through, which is grief and loss. Um, Jordan, why don't you tell everybody what today is? Um, today, May 11th, would have been my dad's 55th birthday. He passed away unexpectedly in July of 2017, um, July 16th to be exact, and it's a tough year. Tonight we're celebrating his life. Um, Jordan made a lovely cake. Talk about the cake that you made. Well, I kept thinking I wanted to make a, t- a cake to celebrate his life because I thought just because he's gone um, doesn't doesn't mean I have to stop celebrating. Yeah, every year the day that he was born, it's like a celebration of life now. I kept thinking I'm going to make this beautiful cake and I kept thinking I'm going to make these flowers or this succulent cake that I saw on the Pinterest, yes. you know, all these beautiful amazing. Pinterest cakes. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. Um, and I kept thinking, oh, how do I make this look nice? How do I make it look pretty for social media, for posting for the podcast? Um but the more I thought about it, the more I thought about my dad's actual personality. And dad, he loved to make people laugh. He was a jokester. He was a major jokester. He uh, had a bit of an R-rated sense of humor. Um, he did not like to take things seriously. And so I was like, this is ridiculous, putting so much thought into this cake and making it something so pretty and serious as a memorial to him because... A real memorial to him would not be so serious. Right. So I ended up making this cake with a gnome on it. And it had blue sparkles. Um, It had a... I made a stencil. I cut out a stencil of a gnome. uh, And I filled the stencil with a... Like a sugar. Like a... Was it a cocoa powder? It was like a cocoa powder. Uh Um, Sweetened cocoa powder. Mm -hmm. What kind of cake was it? It was, it's called, so this was also in the theme of my dad. Mm-hmm. It's a, I found something called a wacky cake. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's called wacky cake is because there's no dairy in it. There's no eggs. There's no butter or anything like that, which normally provides the fat content content to make the cake moist and moist. 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 And, um... It was fucking delicious, by the way. Yeah, but there's none of that in there. It's actually... Technically, it's a vegan cake. And Um, it doesn't taste like a vegan cake. It was amazing. So, it was a chocolate 
wacky cake. I chose the wacky cake because my dad, he liked to joke around. He He's never could be serious. Yeah. And he, so wacky cake just felt right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dad wouldn't, I mean, he would be grateful for like a pretty cake that I put all this work into. But really, if I'm going to go for his personality, it's going to be something stupid. It's going to be something that's going to make me like roll my eyes and say, this is ridiculous. So I made just a stencil of a garden gnome and, you know, it has like blue sparkles on it. Um, it was like a chocolate cake with peanut butter frosting with a random garden gnome on it because Delicious. why not? Because why not? Why not? And I think it came out pretty good. Jeff would have loved it. We'll post some pictures. Yes, we will. So tonight's episode is dedicated to Jeff's memory. My dad. And the memory of um, the friends and family we've kind of lost along the way. So um, tonight, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said I wasn't going to add. But... Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. No, you go, can go. Go, 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 go. So tonight, <clears throat> the episode is about grief. Um, we might get a little emotional. <laughs> you know, grief and loss is a topic that's... I mean, it's something that everyone has experienced. We all experience it in different ways. Um, This is something that hits home for both of us, especially probably Jordan today, um, since it would have been his dad's birthday. Um, But we're going to try to talk about this as openly and honestly and objectively as possible. Um, We kind of wanted to talk about the different stages of grief. Um, what's this lady's name? Um, wait, it's on the cover of this book. Perfect. My partner, Will, he's a psychology major. And, uh, so I was, I said, Will, could you give me something to go on for, um, you know, about death, grief, stages of grief, something to do with psychology. And they handed me a whole book and I was like, you do not understand our podcast. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> All right, I him. said it too. I was love just like, him. "What the fuck is this?" But <laughs> what is this, it's book? helpful because I found you it think very. I can read a whole right. Book I know, right? And do research, and I'm drunk we right talk, now. Let me tell you, I talked. We talked about making an outline for this episode just so it wouldn't be so scattered and ridiculous. And did that ever happen? No, because we drank too much and we sang a bunch of sad songs. We sang sad songs. And by the way, I want to go ahead and plug our Spotify playlist account. We have a chronic oversharing at Spotify. We will be making a playlist to go along with this episode. So it's going to be sad. So grab your Kleenex. It's going to be sad. Grab your Kleenex. Enjoy yourself. Sometimes you just need a good cry. You do. There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. And this will be a good playlist to cry to. Last week, if you did not check it out, we had the Fuck Yeah Friday playlist. I'm thinking maybe Which from... Was, yeah, it was full of bops. It was happy. It was sunshiny and... 90s. 90s. Jock jams. Very driven. 90s. and Yeah. But I think going forward, I, I don't know about you, Jill, but I would like... To make each playlist related to the podcast, the topic that we're covering each week, which we try yeah. to, I think we'll be covering a lot of serious topics, but trying to keep things a little bit light. A little light, yeah. Um. Anyways, back so, to Elizabeth Kubler Ross is her name. She is, if I'm not mistaken, Will said I was right. 
Um, she came up with the she came up with the um, seven stages of grief. If I'm mistaken, and you want to complain about it, this isn't the podcast for that. <laughs> We're gonna be wrong sometimes. If that bothers you. I go elsewhere. Yeah, you might want to go somewhere else. But go we're take doing our a class. Thank college folks. <laughs> but we love you. But we still love you. So I'm going to pass this on to Jill. Um. So according to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, there are seven stages of grief, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. Um. So the first one is shock which would be um, initial paralysis at hearing the bad news. The next stage is denial, which is trying to avoid the inevitable. The next stage is anger, which is frustration or outpouring of up, bottled up emotion. Next is bargaining, which is seeking in vain for a way out. Um, the next stage is depression, which is a final realization of the inevitable. Uh, the next stage is testing, which means seeking realistic solutions. And the last stage in um, the seven stages of grief is acceptance, which is finally finding the way forward. Um, and in that book that Will, Jordan's partner, um, lent us on this topic, it's called On Death and Dying. And it's by the same author of the woman who came up with the seven stages of grief. There's actually a, a poem or an excerpt from someone um, which I thought was kind of great. And the name of the chapter in the book is called On the Fear of Death, which really hits home for, I think, a lot of people. But us especially, I have a really ridiculous, irrational fear of death because of my experiences. Um, and maybe Jordan feels the same way. Um, but I thought the the sentiments expressed in this were kind of lovely. So I'm just going to read um, the poem or the quote. Um, so this says, let me not pray to be sheltered from dangers, but to be fearless in facing them. Let me not beg for the stilling of my pain, but for the heart to conquer it. Let me not look for allies in life's battlefield, but to my own strength. Let me not crave an anxious fear to be saved, but hope for the patience to win my freedom. Grant me that I may not be a coward, feel your mercy and my success alone, but let me find the grasp of your hand in my failure. So... Um, yeah, I guess we were going to talk a little bit about our personal experiences with loss and grief and not even limiting it to grief in a sense of losing someone that's passed away, but even losing a friendship or a relationship, um, cause you can definitely grieve those as well. It's not just limited to death, but I think mostly we're going to focus on, it's a, a focus on death kind of just because of the occasion that today falls on with this milestone of the first what would have been birthday of my dad um and uh you know it's it's a little bit difficult for me to talk about not i think this 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 episode was my idea um i feel like the podcast is called chronic oversharing so it seemed right you know to talk about something that was really on my mind right now and uh to go over you know it's just every milestone that comes along like dad's first birthday without him being here um present with us it's just difficult 
Um, I'm talking in circles again. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably doing so what we right do. Hand, back yeah. hand. Um, I just kind of read from a book and yeah, try to go with great. it. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Perfectly laid out. Let's go to Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> um, we were just kind of with the focus on death, just because that's going on with what what's going on right now with me. Um, and with this podcast, I think, you know, just speaking for myself, I kind of want to talk about things that are important to us, um, things that we can relate to that we think other people can relate to. And we want to just talk openly and honestly about those things, try to provide a little bit of sense of relief and levity to those, because that's personally how I try to get through the difficult things in life with, you know, not taking things so seriously and trying to find a way to laugh and, and get through and find the, the positive and funny side of things when it seems like there might not be something funny. Um, so that might be kind of what we're talking about. I have a, I have some pretty funny stories about, you know, death. <laughs> and funerals. Funerals. I've got some funny stories about things that have happened at funerals for people that I've lost. Even your dad's funeral. <laughs> I really want to know. You told me you laughed at dad's funeral and you apologized for that earlier, but I don't know what that was. All right. Okay. So just tell me. So I just need you to know this. <laughs> Jordan's dad's funeral was very sad. It was very somber. There were so many people there. There were a ton of people there. I was really happy. It was to a that, very though. somber service. And then all of a sudden. Amazing Grace comes on, but it's the bagpipe version. And I was <laughs> I don't not that. ready for that. Listen, <laughs> it was great. It was a beautiful service. And then that came on, and I had a really hard time keeping a straight face during that part. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, it happened, and it Fate. went on forever. And I was just like squirming because I was just like, who, who did this? Who's responsible for this? <laughs> Who picked this song? <laughs> My face was like twisting because I was trying really hard not to like was bust that out like laughing. When they were coming out with the casket. It was what it was at the very end. It was before really? they even like carried the casket out. <laughs> and they played that they played the I Amazing Grace version that. with the bagpipes and it lasted forever. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if this is how he would have wanted it, but it's cool. I'm going to roll with it. And it's funny. And well, if you were laughing about it, then that, that's how dad would have I feel like he would have appreciated it. And I Can know I just... Rebecca was sitting there. My roommate was sitting there and was like laughing too. And was just like, why? Why did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I just, this is totally random. Yeah. Do you remember that time and you were out? Really late at night, and we'd been out drinking and just living our lives in our early 20s at clubs, yeah, bars, yeah. And we go to Waffle House. Oh, god, I go to the bathroom or something, I think. Yeah, and this <laughs> older man <laughs> who was probably in his 40s at the time, yeah, maybe like late 40s, early 50s, <laughs> decides that you. Or somebody he wants to hit on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I come back. I go to the bathroom or some. I think I was away. I was mm -hmm. in the bathroom. I come back. And who do I see hitting on this hot piece of ass right here? <laughs> <laughs> but my own 
father. Your dad. <laughs> dad was hitting on you. <sighs> I knew what he was doing the second I came in. It was great. It was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was funny. And I was like, oh my god. And he's like, what are you doing dad? out with this beautiful lady? And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> that was so him, though. I mean, it didn't bother me. I thought it was pretty great. You know, He's super nice. He was a super nice guy. Seemed like he had a great sense of humor. I didn't get to know him, unfortunately. He did have a great sense of humor. Of all the flaws that he had, I can't say he did not have a great sense of humor. Which his sense of humor was usually pretty R-rated. But that must be where you get it which from. Which I'm, I'm yeah. going to say, I went with the gnome for... <laughs> I went with the gnome thing just for something silly that I could post in social media or whatever. You know, for Dad's birthday cake. I just wanted to celebrate his life with a cake. And it's kind of weird, but... Um, it's not weird. I. That's what frustrates me about... We're talking about grief and loss. There's no right or wrong way to do it. This was my suggestion. I thought it would be great for us to celebrate his life. I think there should be more of that. Instead of it being a sad, mournful thing, which it is. It's That's not an easy thing. It's sad. But we should yeah, be celebrating moments. these people's lives that we've lost along the way because they're worth celebrating so i think making him that awesome cake and just doing a little toast of prosecco in his honor it's a nice tribute to him there should be more of that you know in different cultures they celebrate and they almost worship their ancestors there should be more of that which that was something that kind of brings that point up to me too where i told you when we were at work and I was talking to one of our coworkers. She's Chinese. She's her, yeah. Her family's from China. Um, she was born in the U.S., though, I believe. And, you know, I, I was talking about, I had this idea of making a cake. It was something sort of therapeutic to me because I love to bake and I love to cook. And so I thought, you know, that would be a nice way for me to honor my dad on his birthday, the first year that he's not with us anymore. And so, you know, I kind of told her on the inner office messaging thing that we have at work about what I was doing. And she thought that was a really nice idea. So she said, are you going to take the piece of cake? Are you going to take the cake to your dad? So immediately in my little American bubble, I was like, did she forget that my dad's dead? Because I talked to her about this, you know. Mm-hmm. She knew about this, so immediately I was like, did she forget, you know? Like, and so, uh, you know, I said, well, I was, I said, well, you know, I'm going to make the cake. It's weird enough that I'm making a cake for a dead person, but, you know, it would be even weirder if I took it to the cemetery and just sat there and cried and ate cake in the graveyard, you know, and that was kind of, you know, I ended up kind of putting my foot in my mouth a little bit, let's say. Yeah, foot in my mouth. <laughs> I had some Prosecco. We've been drinking. We've been drinking. This is what we do for our podcast. This is our podcast. So this we can open our, up. This is who we are, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. So <laughs> so I put my foot in my mouth, and I'm like, well, that would be super weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird enough. I'm making a cake for my dad when he's been dead for, what, uh, July, August, September, October, November, December. January, February, March, April, May, like 10 months. Like how, you know, that's weird enough. Like, 
But if I go, it's going to be super weird if I go to the graveyard and sit there and cry over his grave with a piece of cake, you know. And then she said, well, I don't think that's that weird. When my dad died, you know, we made some of his favorite foods. And we went and we had a picnic at his grave and just to honor him. And we we ate, you know, we talked to him a little bit and we had a nice time. We lit some incense, we had an altar, you know, and that kind of, you know, I had to put my foot in my mouth because I'm like, okay, I'm putting myself, I said so many times during my time of grieving with my dad, which is kind of still ongoing that you know everybody grieves differently everybody um you know and then i'm sitting here kind of in judgment saying well that would be super weird if i took a piece of cake to my dad's grave he's dead they can't eat cake you know but then she brought up this really beautiful thing where it's like no we went and had a picnic at his grave site with his loved ones and we ate some of his favorite foods you know, and that kind of brings me to the point of everybody grieves differently. Sometimes it's a cultural thing. Sometimes it's based on relationships and a thousand different little aspects that bring up how you're going to grieve if you lose someone in your life, whether it's through death or through the loss of a relationship, whatever kind of grieving you're going through, there's not one set way to grieve. There's not. There's not a wrong or right way to do it. For you, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is where the chronic oversharing comes in for you because you like to talk about it. And that's great. You're able to get through it. You talk about it with people. You get it off your chest. And I am the exact opposite where I internalize. I keep it quiet. I keep it to myself, which probably is not a good or a healthy, but that's how I deal. Um, and, you know, there's nothing with that either. We all process things differently. We all cope in different ways. We grieve in our own different ways. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't yeah. know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I agree. I mean, that's that's a big point that I wanted to make, that everybody grieves differently. Um, you know, I know when I lost my dad, it was a little bit hard for some people to understand the route that I took with my own grieving. Um, you know, I've lost people in my life. I've lost all my grandparents. I've lost friends. Um, I lost a step-parent to suicide, and I lost a friend to suicide. I've gone through a lot of really difficult things, lost people that were really important to me, and those were all painful. But when I lost my dad, it, like, really threw me through a loop. And if I'm going to be completely honest... A lot of my friends probably probably didn't know what an influence my dad was on my life because it was a complicated relationship. Um, we uh, he wasn't a perfect person. That doesn't mean he wasn't a good person. He just but he wasn't perfect, you know. And I let a lot of those character flaws that he had get in the way of sharing the good aspects of who he was with my friends. And so it probably hurt a lot more negative than positive about who he was. Towards the end of his life, um, 
he had another son in just literally the last couple of months of his life. And that was kind of something that my little brother was two months old when dad died. And that experience of him having another son at 54 years old really settled him down, put our lives in perspective, put a lot of things in perspective, and brought us closer together. Uh, we had a complicated relationship. I probably, I definitely complained about him a lot more than I spoke anything good about him. So, point is, people to know what a positive influence he was on my life, and I didn't even know what a positive influence he was on my life. So once he died, which was very unexpected, um, it was really unexpected. It was a really tragic situation. Um, it was really painful and something I'm still having a difficult time dealing with because it didn't have to happen. Um, it made me realize what an influence he had on me and all the good aspects of who I am and most of the things that I like about myself, you know, as far as having a belief that the most important thing is, is just being kind to people, giving what you can and um just not judging people, not I don't know, it's hard to talk about. Um No, I get no, I get what you're saying. Like um sometimes even despite the fact that maybe you have a complicated relationship relationship with someone or maybe you've had your ups and downs with someone especially a parent when you lose them or anybody really you don't realize just how much of an impact they make on your life until they're not there anymore that's a really hard thing to come to terms with somebody may be frustrating or annoying or um you may have your quarrels with them while they're still alive but then when they're gone that just changes everything and you realize just how much of an impact that person had on your life when they're gone. I think we, unfortunately, as a tendency of imperfect humans, um, you know, we pick up on flaws and we tend to nitpick those. And then when people are gone, we don't, we take them for granted. We don't realize just how much of a positive influence they may have had on our lives and how they shaped us as a person. And I think sometimes that can lead to a really intense feeling of guilt. And this is something I've talked to Jill about. Um, this is something Jill's listening to me cry over. <laughs> you know. That's what friends are for, <laughs> You know. I had a really intense feeling of guilt of not, you know, I felt like when I lost my dad, after all, all the losses I've experienced in life, you know, it just hit me harder than anything I've ever experienced. And... For some people, I feel like it was hard to understand. Um, you know, I had to shut down. I had to take time for myself. I had to take time for some really just serious self-care. And I had to shut everybody else out and say, you know, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm not going to worry about what anybody says. And I'm going to take whatever time I need and... I think some people didn't necessarily understand that because this is not a person, my dad, who I do love. I always loved him, but I didn't always have the most positive things to say about him because as imperfect humans, as Jill said, we tend to focus on negative aspects of someone. And it's in this case, I realized all the positive 
that came with that um a little bit too late or way too late really um so i mean this kind of go this goes to another point i wanted to make of whatever feels right for you if you experience a great loss if you're grieving you have to go with that even if people don't understand it i had to take some time to myself i had to take a month you know some time off of work um i had to take some time that might have inconvenienced other people and some people may not have understood uh to really focus on myself and to deal with what i was feeling to take to go and seek therapy seek grief counseling which is very important um and just really have some extreme self-care because that's what it took for me and that's not what it's going to take for everybody you know just just to be more specific i i took a month off of work in august of last year because after my dad died i had my baby brother who was two months old for a couple of weeks i didn't have time to process what was going on i didn't have time to deal with anything i didn't have time to deal with the feelings that were brought up from losing my dad so unexpectedly and i tried to go back to work a week after and it just did not work like i was it just wasn't working which to give a little context in most places of employment in our specifically if you lose someone that they deem as family i guess it's immediate family like mother father brother sister grandparents and related in-laws the bereavement time is three days that's three days aunts and uncles don't even count i don't know how it is for other companies but i feel like the bereavement time is very limited and i think completely honest that that's a completely bullshit rule because there is really no amount of time you can't put an amount of time or set a time limit on how long it takes you to grieve a loss like that um and three days is not three days is nothing three days is not enough for someone you've had in your life during right and it sucks for we even had another co-worker at one point who lost someone that raised them that was an aunt um that wasn't even allowed to take bereavement for that because that wasn't even included as part of the familial um I don't know what I'm trying to say, but as part of family, it's like immediate that counted, family. Yeah, they didn't count them as immediate family, which is crazy to me because sometimes those people are closer to you than your actual like immediate family, which right. is crazy. Um, there's no time limit, like you. I think the point you're trying to make. Yeah, there's really no time limit on no time limit. You... on your grieving process. I will get a little personal here. I had a loss that impacted me when I was younger of a significant other and I was probably um, in a fog for about a year of my life that I don't really remember because it impacted me so much um, that I just honestly couldn't get my shit together for a long time and it took me a very very long time to get to a normal and functioning level so Who's to say what is a decent amount of time to get through something like that? There is no time limit on the grieving process. There's not. And nobody can tell you, you know what? You should be over that by now. That happened X amount of time ago. Nobody can tell you that because it's going to be different for everybody. Some people are able to 
move on a little bit faster. Maybe not even move on, but heal a little bit sooner than other people. But some people need a little more time. And you know what? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with either of those. You take the amount of time you need to to get to the point where you're okay. And um, you're able to get through that. What's good for you may not be good for another person. What may take you a week to get over or to get through or be to a functioning level may take somebody a lot longer to get through. And that's okay. And for me, there were a lot of conflicting feelings, a lot of anger at myself and at situations that were out of my control. Um, You know, I tried to go back to work a week after losing my dad and it just, I was broken. I was falling apart. I'd have to take breaks every 30 minutes to an hour to go to the bathroom and cry and try to pull myself together. And, you know, I work in a customer service oriented field. And, you know, when you're going through a real personal loss and and in that kind of field, they tend to be like, you know, you don't carry your personal problems over into the workday this is your break from your personal life this is a workday it's separate you know but that's not always possible and the point is is it's okay to say that i can't do this you know i have a lot of things i need to process right now i have you know i i just i can't come in and smile and be nice to people and and carry on with my job and act like everything's okay because sometimes it's just not okay. Which there should be more room for that. There should be more room there for should. that. There should. But you know, if you have to what I did, I went I went and started talking to a therapist, which thankfully my job does provide means to reaching a therapist and, and even some free counseling, things like that to help you balance your life. Um you know, I, I sought out grief counseling because I recognized that I was having a hard time. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to get through my daily life. I had a lot of conflicting feelings. I had a lot of emotions going on and I just felt like I was going to explode and I didn't know how to deal with any of it. So I went and I talked to a counselor and we talked a lot about grief. And for me, personally the solution that was really the best thing and I feel like was the best thing for me was to take some time away from work so I took some medical leave away from work based on the uh, recommendation of my counselor to really focus on self-care and deal with my feelings and deal with what was going on in my life and take just be a little bit selfish and take time away from work and responsibilities and things like that. If that's what you need to do. But is that really selfish though? On the outside, some people think so. Um, sometimes I feel like you might run into a little bit of resistance from people. And I'm thinking of a certain coworker that we had at the time whose reaction to that was, well, when I lost my parent, that parent was like in her nineties, by the way, because this person's in and her sixties and had a chronic health problem. I'm not saying that that makes that loss any less significant. You know, I don't want to reduce any loss because it's going to be painful no matter what. I mean, when I lost my grandmother, who was in her eighties, who had been suffering from dementia for years, you know, 
it was extremely painful. I'm not reducing any loss whatsoever because of age or whatever. But, but this person was like, well, when I lost my mom, it helped me to be at work. You know, that was her reaction to me saying I needed to take some time away from work and I was going to use some medical leave that my job offered because of the recommendation from my therapist where I could take some time off with pay so I can make it through, which I'm extremely thankful for. Um, you know, I, to take that time off. But this person's reaction to that was, well, it helped me to be at work. You know, so that, that kind of leads to my point of Whatever helps you during your loss doesn't, that doesn't, like, it's great. You do whatever helps you during yeah, your loss. Basically, it, there's no you right face or wrong way there's to not grieve. A right or way, yeah, there's not a right or wrong way to grieve. And honestly. And it, whatever it takes you. I felt a little bit resistance from some people um, from my taking so much time off of work. I think a lot of that was because of not necessarily saying a lot of positive things about my dad beforehand. And people not really understanding what was going on there. Um, you take whatever time you need. Don't feel bad about what you need to take to take care of yourself to grieve or deal with things. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. You know, for this person that was talking to me before that I mentioned, you know, she says, oh, it helped me to be at work. You know, it helped me to stay busy and not think about it. That's great for that person. That doesn't mean that that's going to be right for you at that time. What was right for me at that time was to take time for myself and to focus on self-care. And what I did during that month that I was off of work with myself was to set up a place in my home that was just for me to focus on self-care. I put all my music stuff away because music's a big thing for me. Put all my music stuff up, Got took out all accesses to like internet or anything like that social media so i could just go into this space not be interrupted by anything listen to my music be surrounded by the things that i enjoyed and just find a little bit of peace so i could reflect and think and gather my thoughts and just have a place of comfort and serenity and that's what was right for me for some people going to work and continuing on like normal is going to be right the right for them. You know, it's just, it's up to each individual. And don't let anybody tell you that you're doing it wrong, you know? Like, if somebody says, it's time for you to move on, you've been grieving for too long. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. And I'm going to call that bullshit right now. I lost a significant other. I talked about this earlier. Um, where are we in? 2018? Almost 13 years ago. And I'm still not over that shit. I don't know if I'm ever going to be over it. I don't know if you're ever going to be over losing your dad. Some things I don't think you ever really get over. Um, And it's nobody else. It's not up to anybody else to decide what you do and don't get over. I lost a best friend almost three years ago. I'm not over that. It still hurts every single day for both of them. And for any significant loss in my life and in probably your life too. It doesn't go away. It might get a little easier to cope with, but it doesn't go away. You never get over losing those people. Um, And if you can heal with that or try to heal with that in a productive and healthy way, that's great. But I think that, you know, some of these people impact your life in such a big way that that's not an easy thing to get through or get over. I don't think you really get over it, but um, 
basically time heals all wounds is bullshit. Yeah, I don't... Time does not heal wounds. It's not true. <laughs> There's gonna be times when your pain and that loss is gonna feel as fresh as the day that that loss happened. There's times that I feel like I just found out I lost my dad. I've gone through that a couple times today with this being just a milestone stone and that you know, first birthday with Alan and thinking, oh, he would have been 55. I could have called, you know, normally I would have called him and would have talked to him. I've tried to go to see him. I can't do that. He's not here anymore, you know. I could go visit his monument. I can go visit the gravesite where we just put the monument up this week and, you know, have my own thing. But, I mean, that's just for me. You know, that's not for him. I don't feel like he's there anymore. Which also, I think a lot of the stuff that we do is more for us than and as part of the as part of the grieving process. Not that it's selfish, but you know, sometimes some of the stuff that we do is for well, us to de- help us get through it. Yeah, and I think that that depends on your belief system. Yeah, you know, that's a big part of grief is your belief system. Um, there's a million different things that are gonna influence how you process death. Or even the loss of a relationship. You know, it doesn't have to be something as final as death. Like loss of of a marriage. Loss of even a boyfriend or girlfriend, partner, whatever. You know, there's going to be a million different things that influences how you react to that. How you deal with that. How you feel about that. You know, it's nobody else's business to tell you the right way to feel or react to that thing. To that loss because it's so personal there's so many different influences so many different what's the word i'm looking for i don't know <laughs> yeah. you know i've had a lot of alcohol and yeah, it's late <laughs> it's so late i'm so tired <laughs> it's been a long day yeah it has um but the point is grief is different for everybody my solution to that today was to make a stupid cake that you know like to me matched dad's personality that might not be right for everybody maybe not everybody wants to make a cake with a gnome on it maybe not with a grief. maybe not but you know, you know <laughs> honor your loved ones the way you see fit the way it that may feel a little yeah better. the way that's your excuse my beer can <laughs> the way that's going to help you cope the way that's going to help you heal um do what you gotta do man do what you do what you do, we really have to get we stayed on track with this one a lot better and i'm proud of us because we had a lot to drink yeah, this is I'm a very serious and kind of sobering topic and i'm sorry it wasn't that funny i had plans to make it fun i'll share a funny story okay I talked about oh your, i have a funny story I talked, too we talked about funerals and how we laughed at him okay <laughs> let me share a funny story try to lighten the mood a little bit Kind of, sort of, in a dark way. My best friend passed away about three years ago. And she was vibrant and full of life. And just funny and caring and sweet. And just the best kind of person you can imagine. And her funeral was not a good tribute to who she was as a person. Um, It was very somber. And just did not represent her. How full of life she was. But there was a certain part during her funeral where the preacher 
mentioned how much she loved to read books and what an upstanding Christian she was, which was very funny to me because this girl loved to read erotic novels (laughs) very much. And in the weeks before she passed, she told me about how she was reading an erotic fan fiction called Pucked, which was like a a hockey erotica. (laughs) So when he mentioned her love of books, I just kind of dropped my head and had to laugh a little bit because I knew the kind of books she loved to read. So I had a little moment during her funeral where I had a little laugh and was able to remember her in the way that, you know, I felt like she should have been remembered. And all if of only my, the preacher would have. If only he uh, had known. If only he would have mentioned her love of rot novels. Right, he should have, because that was a true tribute tribute to her in her life. I bet she would have loved that book. I found at Grandma's house. Which one? The one with all the like. Orgasmizer five thousand. Orgasmizer five thousand. I have that at my all house. The I know. I gave it to you as a gift. I found it in Grandma's garage. You go, Grandma. Go, Grandma. You read your B-grade... Erotic fiction. Erotic sci-fi fiction. You do what you gotta do, girl. But that story kind of reminds me of going to my dad's funeral. There's a couple things about that that were actually pretty funny. And I still laugh about this to, to this day. Like, my friend coming to me and handing me a tumbler and saying, Hey, I got you a drink. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And she's like, it's orange juice. And I'm like, okay, thanks. It it was pretty early. I'm like, okay, orange juice, whatever. And then she leans in and says, it's mostly vodka. We need friends like that. Those are the, <laughs> those are the real MVPs. I thought that you might need yes. something to get you through this day. That's right. She had experienced loss of her father before she understood what I needed. I needed vodka and orange juice so I could get through mm-hmm. this funeral with my family mm-hmm. and with all the eye-rolling moments of being around family causes, mm-hmm. even if you love them. And um, so, you know, I was very thankful for my tumbler of <laughs> orange juice that was 98% vodka that got me through the funeral, which probably also led to the moment when I walked up to my dad's casket for the first time. It was very dramatic, which, you know, I like drama. <laughs> you know, I like a little drama. Just a little. A little drama. I like to spice things up. You know, I'm going up to Dad. It's the first time I've seen him since he passed. It was very unexpected passing. I'm thinking, I'm going to fall apart. I don't know if I can do this. I had an aunt and a cousin on each side of me walking up. Just, just imagine the most dramatic scene from a movie on Lifetime. <laughs> Any movie, really. But mostly on Lifetime. But mostly Lifetime. Mostly Lifetime. Yeah. Super over-the-top dramatic. Yeah, over-the-top dramatic. I'm thinking, you know, I've got my cousin on one side of me, my aunt on the other side. It's going to be so sad. I'm going to cry. I'm going to break down. I'm not going to be able to make it through this. I'm going to scream and throw myself on the casket. It's just going to be the whole thing. I'm just going to be like, Daddy! You know, I can't. I can't do it. I'm going to fall gonna be so just everything because i was a little bit drunk at the moment (laughs) from all my orange juice from my friend that was 98 percent vodka and i'm like i'm not gonna be able to do this i can't i can't do it i I almost backed out of it a few times so aunt on one side cousin on the other 
We walk up to the casket. I'm fully prepared to just fall apart. I look at my dad, and he has this look on his face. It's just the dumbest grin I have ever seen in my life. That looks like he just farted, and he thinks it's so funny. <laughs> Which to me was like, I just, I kind of, I laugh. Thank you to the mortician who captured his Thanks personality for <laughs> capturing my father's true personality. <laughs> Because he would have farted and just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it's or, like his last joke on everybody. His or, last yeah, prank. or he would have just told something. He looked like he just told the dirtiest joke you could imagine. Yeah. Which was his favorite thing to do. And he just had this just goofy, crazy grin on his face. And I laughed. <laughs> but I had my morning cousin, my morning aunt on either side of me. And my laugh was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, it was sad, you know, it's weird. It's so weird seeing somebody with such a big part of your life. It's awful, honestly. It's been there your entire life. Your parents, you know, if you stayed around your parents, there's nobody else more influential, whether it's positive or negative than your parents. They've literally been there since the day you were born, you know, and it's so weird seeing somebody like that and thinking they're not there anymore you know but that mortician really captured his personality you know i just wanted to find that person and be like thank you for making dad look like he just told a dirty joke or farted Mm -hmm. either way it's perfect he had the dumbest grin on his face i went to my partner will and i was like have you seen dad he looks like he just farted (laughs) i laughed and tried to cover it up as a cry because I didn't want people to think that I thought this was a funny situation because it's not a funny situation but that stupid look on his face was funny and I'd like to think that 10 months later in his grave he still has that dumbass look on his face he probably does <laughs> I hope that for all of eternity my dad has that dumb look on his face like he just made the worst fucking offensive joke that you have ever ever heard in your life, or he just farted. I mean, <laughs> because that's, that's, that's his legacy. Him. That is his legacy. Yeah, and you know, if that and brings you comfort and peace, legacy. then yes, I hope that that is true. <laughs> I just like to think. Sometimes I think about that when I go visit his grave. And my dad's down there with that look on his face, like he just farted. Perfect. It's perfect. That's gotta help. Some people might find that offensive. But to me, I'm like, to if me, you find amazing. that offensive, you don't know him. You don't know Jeff Solomon. You don't enjoy life if you don't think that's funny. Jeff Solomon went to his grave with an I farted look on his face. Yep. Or I just told a dirty joke face. And I think that's hilarious. It is hilarious. You got to find the humor in life. You really do. You really do. Because life is hard. And it's short. I know it's a cliche, but it's short and it is short. Hard and it's sad. And it's kind of scary sometimes. It's scary. But what we both need to remember is that we can't stop living our lives in you fear. And as cliche as it is, you have to live every day like it's your last. Because if you've experienced loss, then you know how quickly everything can change, and you realize how much you can take people for granted. So yeah, I want to say. Really examine the relationships in your life, even people you have complicated relationships with. It's not to say that they're perfect people, 
But that doesn't mean that they're not worthy people who you want to make sure they know you love them mm. and you appreciate them and you recognize the positive influence that they had on your life. As I made that mistake of not recognizing the positive influence dad had on my life. And that's something that I'm, I think I'm always going to regret, you know. But dad loved me. I think he knows I loved him. He knew I loved him. And even if I didn't always show it the way I should have and didn't always appreciate it, I think he knew. But so you don't have regrets. And I think that goes back to what we've said in our last couple of podcasts where you just always need to be kind to everyone else. Just be kind. And know that if you ever leave this earth, that you've left that behind or, if you know, you lose a loved one, you know that you had that kindness in place with them and you treated them kindly and you can feel good about um, how you've left things with them if in the event that something does happen just want to maintain those good relationships and be kind and show a lot of love to each other and that's really it (laughs) i think that's it show love so make sure you don't ever take anybody for granted as cliche as as cliche as it is always let your loved ones know you love them even if they drive you crazy right. sometimes. Because our um, time is short, you guys. It runs out fast. It could does. be gone at any minute. So be kind to everybody and tell people you love them. Real quick, do you have any recommendations that might go along with movies? Sad movies? Sad songs? Sad movies and sad songs? Um, Books? I have a book recommendation. Tell your book recommendation. Okay, I also have a podcast recommendation. Okay. Okay, my book recommendation is by... Nora McInerney. Um, I believe the book is called It's Okay to Laugh, Crying is Cool Too. Um, Nora has a podcast called Terrible Thanks for Asking. It's basically, it's a really well-produced podcast. They stay very on track the whole time. Um, they have interviews and production value and all these things that we don't have. And, um... They just talk about loss and sad things and being honest about how you're feeling, not ever covering those things up, grieving the way you need to, uh, and being open about your feelings and your sadness and not just saying when somebody says to you, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Even if you feel like shit. That's basically the point of that podcast. And they tell their stories about how shit their lives are, but then... You know, they relate that back to just lessons about life. And it's funny. It's insightful. I highly recommend the podcast, Terrible Thanks for Asking, as well as Nora McInerney's book, It's Okay to Laugh, Crying is Cool Too. I may be wrong about that title. Just look up Nora McInerney. I think that title's right, though. And the podcast. That's actually what got me into podcasting and listening to a million different podcasts for like 23 hours out of the day <laughs> and um because that podcast is beautiful and i love it um music music um, we are gonna you got yeah we're, we're gonna put together a playlist. a playlist to go along with this episode but i am gonna say and this may just be a personal thing for a loss that i experienced but i think it's a beautiful album is plans by death cat for cutie I think that album is wonderful. Um, as far as loss and grieving, it's a little sad, but it's great. Movies, you mentioned movies. Movies. Big Fish. 
Oh, God. It's such a good movie. It's beautifully sad. You know, it's sad. important to just have a good cry if you need a good and cry. And that movie, don't, I sob every Don't ever hold time. back your tears. Never. And if you feel like you have cried yourself out, but you want to cry a little bit more, watch Big Fish. Watch Big Fish. Watch Imaginary Heroes. It's a beautiful movie. It's so sad. If you really want to completely fall apart. Oh, God. Are you going to say it? I'm going to say it. it. If you want to just fall apart. And just not even know if you want to go on anymore. No! Watch Dancer in the Dark. God damn it. That movie is the saddest movie yeah, in the, the world. It's the saddest movie in the world. It's beautiful, but it's so fucking sad. If you sad. just need to, like, cry while you're cleaning or driving or whatever. Or if you just need to purge some emotions. Listen to the podcast that we are going to put together. There's going to be some Tori Amos. There's going to be some Natalie Merchant. There's going to be some Patty Griffin. You're going to be so sad. You're going to cry. You're gonna have a complete meltdown. There's gonna You're be gonna cigar roast. Us. There's gonna There's be, be Icelandic ambient. Uh, uh, I can't think of the genre that I'm thinking of. Avant garde. Not avant garde, but that's There's gonna fitting. be Icelandic. You're touching me. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. You can touch me. Post rock. Post rock. Icelandic post rock. It's There's gonna make gonna you be cry. Everybody hurts. By R.E.M.'s probably going to be on there, maybe. Everybody hurts sometimes. So hold on. I jumped ahead. But hold on. We don't have much time left. Hold on. Really, we have all the time we need. Hold on. Where are we going to be uploading our podcast to this week? Uh, Spotify? Spotify. iTunes. We're going to try to get it on iTunes. We're going to... We're going to post stuff on our Instagram account and yeah. Chronic Oversharing at Instagram. We're going to have a playlist on Spotify at Chronic Oversharing on Spotify. And we recorded this we're podcast with Audacity. May- yeah. This we're going to maybe, we're going to maybe finally put our Facebook page together. We're going to get it on iTunes because I listen to a million podcasts and they're always like, vote, f- rate us, vote for rate us on five stars <laughs> on <laughs> iTunes.com, <laughs> Apple Software. We're going to get some sponsors. We're going to be popular. We're finally going to be validated and loved for once in our lives. Just love us. We're just crying out for attention. <laughs> we got some ways, a ways to go, I think. But anyways, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it before we tap I mean, it. I've got some comments. Stop it. This is... Supposed to be good. Don't be shy. We're supposed to be G-rated on this one. Are you saying condoms aren't good? Condoms are great. Condoms are great. Stay Wrap safe. Wrap it before you tap Stay it, safe. y'all. As that old guy from that game show said, "Spay and neuter your pets." <laughs> um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always recycle. Don't litter, you bastard. Um. Um. What else? What's some good advice, Jill? Don't shake your head at me. Uh, don't speed. Don't drink and drive. Don't, um, uh, wait, hold on. Crack is whack. Crack is whack. Crack okay. is cheap. We're done. Stop it. Uh, hold on. Wait, no. Let's make this an even ten minutes. Don't, wait, don't you, ma'am, don't get exhausted with me. Hold on. I'm trying to give these people some advice that they can live their life by. Um. Uh, uh, stay out of the forest. Don't get murdered. I'm stealing this from another podcast. My favorite murder. That's another one I started listening to a lot. Um, 
But politeness, that's also my favorite murder. If you guys want to be my friends over at My Favorite Murder, that's great. If, uh, okay, hold on. Jill, what's your advice? Jill, love each other. Be kind. Um, rewind. Duh, uh. Can I tell my favorite motto? <laughs> that was that the joke? No. <laughs> what's your motto? Just ignore that. I think this is an excellent way to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> I can't think of what it is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. Live your life, yeah. enjoy it, and do what you gotta Love do. Love each other, be kind. Yeah. Share your feelings. And don't let anybody tell you. Overshare if you what's need right to. What's right and what's wrong. Because you know why? Oversharing is caring. And that wraps up this week's episode. So Goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. Good luck. Good luck. We'll see y'all next time. Sweet dreams. Amazing.